Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Good morning. This is Rose Cushing, and I'm the host of today's Horsewoman podcast. We're very excited that our guest today is Joan Petty. And Joan is kind of a legend in North Carolina horse community and as being um, a very inspiring horsewoman and very accomplished with a big hunter jumper show circuit and does some pretty amazing things for charity, too. So, Joan, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I was born here in Wake County, and um, it has been my home for all of my years. And uh, I was born into a family that uh, had a 40-acre farm just off Agent Ferry Road, uh, right by Lake Johnson. And and we grew up there. We gardened. Uh, Mom and Dad uh, got us a couple of ponies, and uh, we we played on the farm and you know, had good times as a family. And um, then in 1965, in a huge snowstorm that Raleigh had in January, um, Mom and Dad, had, we were all out of school, of course, so Mom and Dad had painted the ceiling in the house that day, that morning, and Daddy went out hunting, rabbit hunting, and um, he didn't come home. And uh, he had had an accident and, um, and didn't, didn't come home. So, you know, Mom just had six children under 16 years old. And Mom took the bull by the horns. Her name was Joan McNair, Joan McIntyre McNair. She took the bull by the horns and she said, you know, we're going to start a horse business. We've got this farm. We've got this big red old, big old red barn that Daddy had spent a lot of time fixing up. And uh, we got this flat area over here where the garden is that we could make a ring. And um, we're going to go into the horse business. She said, I'm going to go buy a string of horses. So that was her word, a string of horses. And we're going to start trail rides and lessons. And um, from that year in 1965 until about 1990, um, we had lessons at the Avett Ferry Road Farm. We, we took um, trail rides around Lake Johnson, which was our stopping place as children, and um, enjoyed the life of working together as a family and uh, loving on our horses. Wow, what an incredible story. Now, had she been a horsewoman? Well, my mom and dad um, had always had a horse each. Um, They didn't have children till in their mid-30s, so they had done a lot of riding themselves. Um, my dad also grew up in um, in North Carolina in Henderson. My mom, they're on Avent Ferry Road across the street. And um, they rode and enjoyed horses before she bought her string of horses. What a bold, bold woman. My gracious. Yeah, she, she, she gave us a lot. And... Um, she was a strong woman. She did what she had to do, and she did it with a good attitude and love. And, um, you know, we fell right into place. We, you know, as a 15-year-old, I often led six to eight trail rides a Saturday and a Sunday um, from the farm there around Lake Johnson. And, you know, we had no choice but to be responsible. 
And uh, we did it, and we pulled together as a family. Um, later, that farm became McNair's Country Acres, which um, in, in the early 70s, Mom bought a piece of property off Tryon Road, and McNair's Country Acres is still there and is owned by my brother, Henry. That's amazing. And all the kids took part in the horse stuff and, and learned to be proficient and do what chores needed to be done. That's just crazy good. Yeah, it was crazy good. We had a we had a good life. It was a life different than, you know, a lot of my friends grew up with, but it was a life that taught us responsibility, it taught us love, it taught us the good attributes of a family and um it was a good life. We also had a big swimming pool there at Avent Ferry Road and uh and so from the riding lessons, we started day camps and swimming and riding day camps. And it was, um, we were competitive swimmers also. Um, and it was, it was, it was a good life. Most definitely. So now have you always been English? Yes, we always, from the, well, the very, very beginning, the very few first courses we had, um, we rode Western, Western saddles. But besides that, any lessons we ever taught or horses that we had or did some little shows. Those in the 60s were very different than shows now. For sure. Um, but uh, we always was with an English saddle. The first pony my father ever put me on, I think I was five or six years old, and his name was Skyrocket, and it was there at the Avery Road property. And um, I don't know what, what got to Skyrocket, but he took off at a full gallop and scraped me off on an apple tree. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I jumped up, and Daddy put me back on, and we got it straightened out. So oh. that was a good story. Very good story. So as you grew up, you went into your own horse business right away, or did you have a break? Um, we, we always had a horse or two, and they were always, um, at McNair's Country Acres once that farm was built in the, um, in the, in the mid seventies. Um, my daughter Cam, who is still, is a professional now in the hunter world, um, showed and my son Morgan showed all the way through their, their younger years. And, um, then we made a move and opened our own farm because we were more into the horse showing world than um, McNair's was at the time. And so we uh, we developed and built the first Triangle Farms in 1990. And that's still around today? Yeah, we've actually had four Triangle Farms in Wake County. Wow. Um, we started on Voice Bridge Road north of Hogs Lake, a beautiful farm we built there, and then had a reason to sell it. And then um, we uh, developed a beautiful farm on Boyce, on um, Town Road, just north of Roseville, again in White County, and um, uh, got approached by a realtor in the good times, 2006, that she had a buyer that wanted to buy it. So, you know, me also being a realtor, you know what I mean, you look at those things. Sure. And uh, then we bought a farm on Averett Road off Lake Forest, and we have our final farm in White County now, and it's right off Mitchell Mill Road. Um, beautiful farm, pretty much developed it from scratch, and my daughter Cam lives there and is a professional. That's fantastic. 
Now tell us a little bit about your, your circuit of shows because that's been around a long, long time and been very successful. Yeah, we started our, our first circuit of shows in 1990 when we had built and moved into the property, the farm north of um, Falls Lake off Boys Bridge Road. We had our first um, NCHJAC-rated show there, I believe, in um, September or October of 90. We had moved in in May. And... Um, and, and the next year we added more, and the next year we added more, and had a great following with the Seas Circuit. And um, we did the same when we um, when we uh, sold that farm and went to the Roseville Farm. In the meantime, I started in about 1988 the um, Wally Indoors A Circuit, which is the USEF shows. And um, now between the A shows and the C shows, and the State Fair Hunter Jumper Show, which is a higher level show, and the Duke Jump for the Children Horse Shows, which are uh, premier rated shows. We have 20, um, 18 horse shows a year, plus six schooling shows at the farm on uh, Mitchell Midway. And have you, are you, all your shows in Raleigh at the Hunt Horse Complex now, or have you expanded out? All my shows are the horse complex except one in May, which is an A show, a national rated A show, which is at the Carolina Horse Park down um, below Southern Pine. Um, and then the six schooling shows at the farm are at my farm. Right. They're one that shows. Right. So tell us a little bit about the Duke Jump for the Children because that's an amazing, wonderful project that I've, I've had the joy of attending a few times. So I, I know people would like to learn more about that. Yeah, we just finished up our, our two weeks of Duke Jump for the Children um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, great horse shows. They were started in 1983 by a lady that, a friend whose child was being treated at Duke Children's for leukemia. Pat, um, Pat started the show as a little one-day show over at the horse complex, and uh, actually my daughter and her daughter happened to be show both showing in short spirit. And so I was sitting there as kind of a pony mom. I didn't run any horse shows. I was also a teacher at Raymond's Cross at the time. And uh, I was sitting there talking with Pat, and, um, you know, we got into it, and she said, well, Joan, you know, maybe maybe you would like to join my committee for the Duke Horse Show. And I thought to myself, why me? Why, why would you ask me to join? You know, I'm a teacher. I've got kids that, yeah, ride, but I don't know anything about running horse shows or putting on horse shows or any of that, even though I had you know, been a, uh, a horse show person, I mean, a, a horse person all my life. We didn't do horse shows. Right. So anyway, so she said, well, I'd like you to join. Well, that was 1983 or 84. Next year, we will celebrate our 40th year of the Duke horse shows benefiting Duke children. We have raised over $3.2 million um, as of the completion of these two 2022 shows for Duke children. And uh, Pat and I still keep up. She comes to the shows when she can. And I so appreciate her reaching out to me because it really gave me my place. 
You've done amazing, amazing things with this show. And $3.2 million, that's incredible. Yeah, the early years, you know, it was, it was um, you know, 5000 10000 here and there. And in the last uh, five to ten years, we've gotten that number each year well over 100000 And this, in the last three or four years, we're well over $200,000. Sponsorship money that goes directly to Duke children. It never comes through the whole show. That is so, fabulous. That is, what a legacy that you have, have created for your family. That's just amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great feeling. We have we have good people, we have good support, we've got um, people that you know, that come and wanna volunteer every year and it's it's a good feeling at the horse show. Yeah. Um, it's it's nothing that there's no negatives. It's everybody's happy and you know it's a, it's a good situation. Absolutely, absolutely. That is so amazing. Forty years, my gracious. Forty years this coming year, this next year. Is Cam set to take over when you decide to retire? Well, she um, she's actually got somebody to take over her farm first. <laughs> uh, because you can't do both, I can tell you that. Yes. I've had that for a few years. But um, it's a, it's truly a full-time job, um, particularly between March and December. Um, I try to take a little time off in January, February, and, uh, but it's, it's a pretty much a full-time job. I would think so. People have no idea how much work goes into the pre-plan and then, you know, the little details. There's so many moving parts to get an event like that created and running. It was a, it was a great event this year. It always is. But I think this was one of the best because, you know, the last two years we were a little bit limited because of COVID. And, um, and now what people have learned how to live and, and, uh, we had spectators back again this year, and it's always been a Saturday night event in Raleigh two weeks in a row that people could come and spectate and, and see what these big horses were all about. So it was a great, great situation this year in that we had spectators back. Of, of all the 40 years of doing the Duke show, what's your fondest memory? I think my fondest memory is... Um, is going to do Children's Hospital and with our wonderful um, children's team we have there. It is, again, before COVID, it is touring the, the children's wards and seeing the smiles on their face and seeing those great nurses and great doctors giving them the very best care but in a really loving way. So that's what the tour show is all about. That That is just wonderful. Just wonderful. Now, you've accomplished so many things in your life, Joan. What's left on your bucket list? Well, you know, um, I don't think I'll pick up any new avenues. <laughs> right. <laughs> but because I think I have a, enough on my plate. Um, you know, I do work in real estate also, particularly focusing on horse farms and horse properties. And so I'm back to doing that. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing that with my own company. So I can do that as it works best. 
Um, I will continue to do course shows as long as I'm able to do that. I'll continue my little schooling shows at the farm, which the kids love, and it's so, it's so nice. Um, we do have a place at Harker's Island, Glenn and I do, so we'll try to escape down there a little bit. But uh, pretty much we'll stay in Raleigh and run to the coast and continue our horse show world. That's, that's really, really great. Hey y'all, this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition from your performance horse to your weekend trail horse. Our line of Maximum Nutrition Equine Feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. So for young women coming into our business, the horse industry is a hard place to make a living and it's a hard place to, to make a difference. What advice would you give the young women coming into the horse industry? It is a, it is a difficult place to, to make a living, okay? Um, the, you know, people may think that, well, you know, these nice barns that charge a lot of money for board, that they're just... Uh, you know, really, really making lots of money. Well, that's not the case, okay? Very expensive to keep horses. It's very expensive to have help, good help to take care of those horses. So if you go into the horse industry, I think you have to have your eyes open, okay? You've got to realize that you know, there's a lot of things involved with the industry besides why. There's a lot of barn work to be done. There's a lot of lessons to be taught. Some horses to be ridden, but it's 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 a hard industry. But for those who love it, it's the only industry they're gonna be in. I agree a hundred percent with that. In this crazy new world situation that we have in this new economy, you know, what has been your biggest obstacle in continued success? Do you think the, the biggest obstacle is 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 making enough at the horse shows to be able to do them, okay? Right. Um, there, is not, there is not a huge amount of profit at the horse shows. You might, you might do pretty well at one show and the next one you lose that amount of money, okay? Yeah. Because the weather might have turned bad or it might have decided to snow or, or, you know, you might have a hurricane and you have to cancel it. So, you know, their weather really does affect the shows and, um, you know, I, I don't do this. <laughs> I don't do this to make money, okay? Right. I, it's nice when I can make a little money, but, you know, I know I'm realistic. I well understand that. You know, people think that, I, that because I have a TV show and an expo that I must be wealthy, but it, you, you very rarely break even. And if, like you say, it's nice if you make a few dollars, but it's not likely. You do it because you love it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I do love it. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's something I'll continue. You just, because I have 18 horse shows a year and I, that you're both, uh, USDF and NCXJ rated, and then I have the six little shows at the farm that don't make much. But because I have 24 horse shows, I'm in a better position to make a little bit because I can average it all out. Okay. Absolutely. But if you just have one or two horse shows, you're in real trouble. <laughs> Have the price of fuel and the shortage of hay this year been a, a critical factor for, for you guys going forward? No, it's the price of hay, it's the price of food, it's the price of labor, it's the price of everything um, with a farm. Um, all of the farms, pretty much local farms, Raleigh area, Wake County area farms that are, are geared for hunters and jumpers. Uh, I don't know uh, the details on all the other breeds. But everybody has had to raise their board, okay? Yeah. A, a significant increase, okay? Yeah. So, and even with that significant increase, and to us it was $200 a month, okay? Yeah. Even with that significant increase, you're not breaking even. I know. And help is impossible to find. Yeah. We are very fortunate. We have a very nice family that um, has been working the barn for about six months, and it's her her son when you get to of school and it's her husband on the weekends and it's Shelly uh, full time, the, the mother. And, um, you know, they are very responsible and, but, you know, they have to be paid well, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is hard and I think, I think people as, as farms around White County have had to increase pricing in the last six months. Everybody seems to understand that. It's, if you're in if you're in the horse business that involves the show world, it's a very expensive endeavor. Absolutely. Well, to you know, to own a horse is not a cheap endeavor, regardless if you just keep him in the backyard. But the show Absolutely. world is a different world, and and like you say, it costs money, and you know you have to be aware of that. But you know, it's a it's a great world. It, it, it teaches children responsibility. It gets them out of the shopping centers or off the streets. And it teaches them the responsibility of caring for their horse. And I, I see that a little bit less in today's world than I did back in my daughter and son's world. But, but that's something that needs to be stressed. And, you know, because these kids need to accept the responsibility of their horse because they're given that privilege. I agree, and I think that, you know, it's so important for young people to do the work with their horse because the the best parts to me of having a horse is the times when I'm giving him a bath or I'm grooming him or I'm taking care of him because that is a large part of the horse ownership program, you know. You got yeah. to put in that part of the work to really have that bond and that relationship with him. And, and that, that makes the connection, okay? Yep. It's very important that that horse knows that you're taking care of him or that teenager is taking care of him and giving him a bath because that, that, that creates a relationship between that rider and that horse. And that is very true. It, that horse knows you, okay? Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't expect to just that it's only riding because it's so much more than that. Right. Absolutely. 
if you do it right. <laughs> right. So is there anything else that you would like? Um, you said you had a real estate company. So anybody out there listening that's looking for a farm in the Raleigh area, how can they get in touch with you? Um, it's uh, Joan McNair, Fetty NC Realty. Uh -huh. And um, I am, of course, on Facebook. And <laughs> I am on um, uh, 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 Facebook and all of that stuff, you know, social media. But, um, you know, basically, I worked in the real, I went in the real estate business in 1993, and I uh, worked for some of the largest companies in the area, as you know, Rose. Yeah. And um, I was in Colorado for 10 years while Glenn was um, uh, the EVP of the Arabian Horse Association. We were out there from 2010 to 2020. And when I came back, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to open my own company. I'm going to work with uh uh, with with my horse farm people, with people that want a little acreage, with people want a little space and privacy, and so I do that through my own company. I've been very successful, and um, I can schedule and plan that as meets 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 the needs of my buyers or sellers. Very good. And if for folks listening in our area that would like their kids to become part of your program, how can they get involved with that? That's uh, trianglefarms.com. Um, we have a, a website, trianglefarms.com. Or again, I can be contacted on Facebook um, and uh, refer refer you to refer someone to Sam, my daughter, who does the program at the farm. Very, very good. Well, I appreciate you taking time to chat with us this morning, and I, I know that everybody listening will be excited to follow you and they can follow the Duke classic shows. And if they have a desire to be a sponsor or do a donation, how could they get involved with that as well? Again, they're going to have to get up with me. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, so they're going to need to get up with me. And again, uh, probably Facebook messenger or Facebook is the best way. Um, and um, of course we um, have a, on, on trianglefarms.com, we have a page that is the Duke Jump for the Children Horse Show, so we have it there on the website also. So right. either way works well, and um, we're proud of what we've done. We thank all the people who have helped us, and uh, and our goal and our dream is to help every child at Duke Children. Absolutely. You've done amazing work, Joan, and it's been my honor to talk with you this morning. Thank you. Great, Rose, and I uh, hope to see you soon. Thanks for your call. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening, as always. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. <music>